It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. Yo, baby, yo, here we go. Let's start the show. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trello, with me as always, my brother from another mother. It's Trader Andy. What's good, buddy? How you doing today? What's up, up, man? I'm uh, exhausted. Past couple days with the baseball and the basketball all the stuff i'm i can't stay awake so uh i'm fired up for today i got a little extra sleep today so i'm ready to roll awesome awesome woke you up on a sunday man i took you away from the family i'm sorry about that oops sorry his ipad not not watching me so oh he has no are we we still canceled (laughs) oh yeah canceled Uh, yep all right all right we got a big big day today big day we'll get into that in a few minutes um so let's start it off the same way we always do nick uh our guy our guy nick is uh on family time today wasn't available so we're doing 100 percent baseball today he could keep the football to himself uh we'll talk yeah. to him later though andy take your victory lap that's how we start off every show what do you got for me today what's um, going good uh the milwaukee brewers i love them you know why i love them because they brought two guys in that i have had a crush on for years i've hyped up willie adamas for the entire year he's breaking out like a monster. And then the guy that I started talking about in February, Rowdy Telez, struggled in Toronto and didn't really get an opportunity. And his first 15 games, he's got four bombs, batting almost 400, and he's going to be the middle the producer that I thought he would be. My victory lap, uh, on a personal note, this is our 50th episode, man. Like, woo. A year and a, a year and a half in, man. Fifty times we've done this, but we'll talk about that a few in a few more minutes as well. All right. If your crash and burn isn't Keston Hyera <laughs> after this Milwaukee rant, I'm going to be upset. But what do you got? No, it it it, it goes a little personal here. Okay, it goes with uh, the Mets front office not doing. They're crashing and burning as we speak. Uh, they didn't do a very good physical, I believe, on Kumar Rocker. And they decide to play hardball with Boris, and they're going to lose the pick that I was screaming about when he got drafted. I was so excited, and now it's all over. So that's my burn, the Mets. Yeah, but they'll get that. They'll get that pick back at, next the year. They'll pick, have yeah, they'll have an still- addi- additional compensation pick for that. Um, I'm going to take that as my crash and burn too, because I thought I had a super sell high. I have him in several dynasty leagues. I drafted him while he was still in college. <laughs> thought that thought that the Mets fan angle was going to make me some uh, make me some some profit, but uh, that's not going to happen that way. All right, all right. I got nothing to rant about, so I'm just going to get to the brass tacks here. We got this is one of the most special episodes we've ever had. Uh, it is our fiftieth, and joining us right now, I'm going to bring him on in, man. One one of my personal heroes in this industry. It's legend Lenny Melnick, man. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for uh, joining us. I'm a personal hero. You got a big problem, my brother. <laughs> you got a huge problem. That's right. Uh, Andrew called me her, uh, her, her hero, too, but she quickly decided that was a huge mistake. So, <laughs> Listen, Listen <laughs> Lenny, I, I, I'm 46 years old. I, I'm actually a restaurant manager, and I, I decided... Uh, I went to college to to do this and when this didn't exist. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I didn't complete college and everything. I took a took a job as a manager in the restaurant I was working in and turned it into a career. And then just last year, 
before COVID hit, somewhere in early February, Andy and I decided, hey, let's start a podcast. Anybody could do it. Let's put it together. We started just recording in my son's bedroom. Uh, you know, he had to drive 30 minutes to come to my house every every once a week, twice a week, whatever we were doing it. And our goal was just to have some fun and talk some baseball. We ended up expanding to football, everything else. You know, now we're on. I, I, I'm writing for Fantasy Six Pack, and and we're doing this once, twice a week, live stream, Fantastic. YouTube. You know, I, I, unfortunately, we, we we both have a face for for radio. Uh, you know, we're glad to bring a good looking guy uh -huh. like you on. So, oh, isn't that wonderful? Thank you very much. You know, <laughs> it's very it's very interesting. I started playing fantasy baseball in in the mid 1980s. My partner Irwin's willing. He uh, his office was in Manhattan. And he would get the late box scores. Now, my office was out on Long Island. I never got the late box scores. So every morning at 9 o'clock, Irwin would call me, and we would go over the late box scores. Uh, but we did it in a certain way. We did batting orders, who dropped in the order, who's platooning, what player made an error, who can't afford to make an error because he's not hitting, all that inside stuff, not three for four with an RBI. And then one day, we kept saying this is a radio show. One day, I I looked at my very clean bedroom and saw a newspaper opened up on the floor, <laughs> and and I it said do your own radio show. It was like somebody sent me a message, so I called the station WGBB in New York. I went there for an interview. After I told them I would pay two hundred dollars for the hour opposite Jerry Seinfeld on a Thursday, uh, the five second interview, you got the job, okay? So, and we did it, and then we discover that nineteen ninety three, that was the year we did it. It was the first ever radio show dedicated to fantasy rotisserie sports, okay? And of course, people call me, and the whole thing. Let me just get off the phone. I'll call you right back. <laughs> okay. Le Le Lenny, we're not, we're not taking calls today. Who should I pick? Yeah, they're taking calls. They're calling me, okay? <laughs> Who should I pick up? Should I yeah. pick up Jorge Solor? Should I pick up Zach Wheel? I mean, come on. This is, believe me when I tell you, I give my phone number out to about 3,000 people. And uh, people, I've never gotten burnt. People call. They're very respectful. They ask me questions. But just let me say this, and then I'll, I'll stop. When you say, should I drop this guy or should I make the trade, it's all about not dropping the player, but who are you picking up for him? Who's replacing that player? When you make a trade, sometimes you don't take the best player. If you have a choice of two players, you may uh, pass up the most expensive, the, the best player, because you have to give up too much. It's the difference between what you're giving up and what you're getting. So you may take the second best player because you're not giving up anything, okay, as opposed to the best player, and you have to give up a lot. So it's pretty tricky. And for years, I talk about that. Nobody gets it. But go ahead. <laughs> That that's my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite things about you, other than your shtick and you're just a funny guy and 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 entertaining, is that 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 next level of thought process that a lot of people don't get. You know, I I've always we're big. Andy and I've been playing fantasy baseball since the '90s, so we started in the mm. era of five by five, and that we still play five by five. That's that's right. what it is. I love you know, it. that. That's 
that's the best wit version of the game, and that brings the best players out. But one thing I learned from you years ago when Sirius XM first started, it's not about the players. It's about the categories. Oh, that was the definitely. first thing I picked up from you, and I bang the table Thank about you. that all the time. Thank you 100%. very much. That's so important. Right. It's so important. And, and likewise, like you just said, sometimes it's okay to lose the trade if it makes your roster better. You don't have to win the trade. That's right. right. Sometimes take the second, the second best player because it makes your categories better. Right. And one of the thing, one of the biggest mistakes that uh, fantasy players make when they're making their keeper list, it's, it's sometimes you don't keep the best players. You take a look, and you take a look, and you see who's available in the draft. If there are no good shortstops, everybody's keeping shortstops. You may have to keep that shortstop that's not as good as an outfielder because you know you can't get a shortstop in the draft, but you can get plenty of outfielders. So, you know, that's how it goes. It's a concept that a lot of people, as simple as it is, people just don't get it. Yep, Absolutely. All right, Lenny, thanks for taking everybody to Sunday school today on uh, <laughs> 5 by 5 101 <laughs> So th this was definitely one of the most exciting, if not the most exciting trade deadlines we've ever seen. Uh, I, I believe every team in Major League Baseball made a trade. I, I, I think it was 20 All-Stars switched teams. Not yeah. all All-Stars this year, but mm -hmm. at one point in their career. The only team that didn't make a trade was the one that should have, but we'll get into that in a little while. Uh, a lot of big names. Andy, uh, you're the prospect guy. Six guys that have sh have shown in a top 100 prospect list changed teams. One of the most we've ever seen. So a lot to digest, but a lot of impact on your fantasy team. So we're going to walk through it kind of team by team, go through most of the trades and see uh, what you and Lenny kind of recommend for, for our, our listeners about how it's going to affect your team. All right, let's start with the Dodgers. That's the big one, okay? Uh, they picked up Max Scherzer, uh, Trey Turner. They gave up Josiah Gray, one of your guys, and Kiebert Ruiz, who I'm kind of down on, but he's, Ooh, he's had a good year. Two other pick, two other prospects. Uh, they also picked up Danny Duffy, who's hurt, okay? So my, my question to you guys is, is – there's so many moving parts that are going on here that aren't those players. Obviously, Trey Turner, once he comes back from the from the COVID list, is going to make a huge impact. Max Scherzer is a Hall of Famer. But what about the guys that are affected by this? How does, for step one, um, Corey Seager, what, what, what's his playing time going to look like after this? And what is his long-term prospects with the team? Because he's going to be a free agent. Are they looking to bring him back or are we going to move on from him? When you get Trey Turner, rumor had it they were giving up Gavin Lux, which they didn't do. Yep. He's on the 10-day injured list, but uh, he'll be back. Uh, th there were two things about this deal, what the Dodgers did. Number one, they don't look like they're going to keep Corey Seager for next year. And number two, it doesn't look like Trevor Bauer is going to pitch another inning for the Dodgers. And uh, so, so those, to me, are the two big deals. Uh, the uh, uh, Kenley Jansen, who has a history of... Uh, Blowing up here and there, uh, Blake Trinan. I'm hearing that Blake Trinan is looking terrific. Mm. So I would certainly, if you need a closer and you have uh, room to uh, put somebody in to protect yourself on Jansen, absolutely Blake Trinan. 
You feel good about that, Andy? We got burned by Trinan two years ago. Yeah, so am uh, I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he, is, he still has his stuff. I, I think that overall I feel that he was going to take over for Jansen at some point. But yeah. it's, a, it's Let, a good speculation. Lenny, Lenny, let me ask you, how do you feel about leagues that have uh, saves and holds as a category? That's like playing Monopoly and you have to pass Ventura, not Boardwalk, to get $200. Keep the cat. We play a game, okay? People want to get rid of saves. They want to use uh, on base percentage over batting average. Play the game. We should give up wins. The most important stat in baseball, no doubt, is the win. So I know wins are a little screwed up, but that's how we play the game. Like I said, you don't take Boardwalk off the Monopoly board and put Ventura Boulevard there. You play the game, and that's that's what it is. All right, great. Jeff, Lenny, Jeff, Lenny, Lenny have... thing... Go ahead, Andy. Jeff, the crazy thing about the Dodgers is that with all the moving pieces that are happening now, you got Trey Turner, who will probably have second-base eligibility this week. Mookie Betts is have second-base second eligibility. You have a lot of guys that are going to provide some more flexibility for your teams going forward. Here's yeah. the big question for the Dodgers. And I put up a poll on Twitter this morning. How much are you? I'll ask Jeff first, and then Trader Andy. <laughs> uh, ask you both. How much are you paying for Cody Bellinger next year? Lenny, Lenny that's this Jeff's is boy. That's Jeff's boy. Th this is my first year in TGFBI, and I was in the top ten out of what is it, four hundred and fifty people right. for a long time. And he was my first round pick, and Trevor yeah. Bauer was my second round pick. So go. now I'm in fiftieth place. So I might, I'm, I might have a little bit of that, uh, you know, resentment towards him going into next year, the same way I do for Trinan from two years ago. I would still put him in a in a standard auction at fifteen to twenty dollars for myself, and I'll take and the discount the on it. Consensus vote on the poll that I put up, uh, it was uh, fifteen to twenty, pretty close between ten and fifteen, and fifteen to twenty. Uh, Andy, you agree with that? Yeah, but it all it depends on the auction, like when he gets called up, obviously. Uh, well, let's, he gets uh, a, well yeah. uh, let's say he gets called up early enough, of course, yeah. if you have extra money, of course. But let's say just overall, uh, how much yeah, do you think Bellinger's yeah. worth? Yeah, definitely under 20 at this point. Okay. I, I think that's safe. That hurts. Yeah, it hurts, yeah. <laughs> That hurts. All right. All right. So let's talk about somebody that's going to be worth more than $20 next year. And that's Chris Bryant. He, he just made his uh, Giants debut about a half an hour ago to a standing ovation and managed to strike out in his first at bat. Uh, he should be playing third base until Evan Longoria returns. After that, he could be one of these uh, one, one of these hybrid type players. He could play five positions, makes a huge impact. He's the kind of guy that's the face of the franchise. Andy, big impact, right? Uh, I, I think that I, I found out some breaking news from my wife, actually, my, my Andrea, that uh, uh, he is a diehard Barry Bonds fan, had Barry Bonds posters on his wall, is excited to play left field and take the spot where Barry Bonds is. And, you know, that could help long term because the Giants are going to have a lot of money next year as well. Nice. nice. I've had pictures uh, on my wall as well, uh, especially in high school, and I never even <laughs> met anybody. <laughs> but uh, I made a uh, prediction a couple of weeks, maybe a couple, maybe last month, that the Giants would not make the playoffs. Now they're proving me wrong, but.
but I can't believe a team with Brandon Belt, Evan Longoria, um, Tommy Listella was going to be a big factor there. Uh, Wilmer Flores has come on to be a star on this team. Uh, I still have a hard time believing, looking at that roster, led by uh, Stephen Duggar, who I saw in the Arizona Fall League. He's, he was not impressive. Solano, uh, uh, Lamont Wade, nice player, but I can't believe that this team is going to make the playoffs. Well, it sounds like the Indians from Major League. <laughs> I don't Mitchell know, Friedman. But I, <laughs> I, but I think the worst thing that could happen is if San Diego wins the division. And the, well, it doesn't matter who wins the division. Whoever comes in second and third, let's say the Dodgers against the Giants, right? They have a one game playoff, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's tough. Baseball's got to do something about that. Yeah. That that puts the pressure on the Giants though because they, oh, yeah. that that's that's really the only way they they don't have the rotation to stack up with with the the Padres or the Dodgers. I no. I would think that if they're in that one game playoff, you're probably looking. They lack that true true ace. Even though Andy's guys had a really good year this year, mm -hmm. they'll be one and out. I I think. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the Padres. They picked up Adam Frazier. It actually worked out pretty well because. With your guy Tatis being out for a while, they're able to put Cronenworth as the full-time shortstop for the time being, uh, and then he'll fall into that super utility role. But they were rumored up to like 3 o'clock the other day to be in on Scherzer, and they fell out on it, and, and their rival took him. So not looking good for them. Really really a, a bad deadline look for the Padres, if you ask me. But they they did have a huge uh, a, a huge offseason and, and whatnot, right? Well, yeah, and Chris Paddock just went on the injured list, mm -hmm. and so that's got to hurt him uh, as well. Uh, I'm going to take the position that we may not see Tatis for the rest of the year I with that so. shoulder. When he got hurt earlier in the year, I forget uh, which uh, executive said if he, that if he injures himself one more time, we're shutting him down. Now, I don't think they expect it to be uh, in the position that they're in, but it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. It's just like Jake DeGrom. I mean, you know, on the it's ridiculous. Here's a pitcher having a Bob Gibson season, and 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 the manager goes out to the mound to take him out in the third inning, and he agrees to come out in the third inning, and they say, well, there's nothing on the MRI. I don't give a crap about the MRI. When a star pitcher comes out of the game in the third inning without making a big deal about it, something is not right. And so the Mets are seeing it. I think San Diego, it's a tough decision. But for the career of Tatis, they got to shut him down. I can't disagree with that. All right, let's 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 finish up on this division. Uh, the Rockies did absolutely, absolutely nothing. They should have been the biggest seller right. on the market, and they did nothing. And the problem is that John Gray – and Daniel Bard were considered viable chips to be to be traded. In order for them to get draft pick compensation, they have to offer them a qualifying or offer, which is going to be about nineteen million dollars a year. Oh, Guess what? And they're going to take it. They're going to take it. Yeah. So they're going to be left with nothing. Like that's that's they, great. That's you know I didn't think of that. That's terrific. That's a good yeah. point. And, and and what's what they couldn't get better than a first round pick for Trevor Story mm -hmm. at all. They're just doing a disservice. I the GM's got to go. 
I was talking to a beat writer who was um, on the field, and he said all of a sudden Josh Bard, I would say uh, Daniel Bard, ran into the clubhouse, and all of a sudden all the writers started talking about, uh, oh, Bard's been traded, Bard's been traded. And when he came out of the clubhouse, came back on the field, they say, what happened? They say, he said, I had to go to the men's room. <laughs> oh that's great all right the diamondbacks they they moved eduardo escobar to milwaukee that's kind of saving your team over there andy uh joaquin soria out of there who's left to be the the closer now what do you think uh, they're gonna well it's got to be tyler clifford because oh. you know caleb oh. smith they can't have uh uh, there's nobody else unless uh, this guy Peacock decides that uh, they're going to give him a chance. Uh, I don't know. I don't even think they need a closer. They have to be ahead of games in the end of the game, right? <laughs> so I agree. We'll see what happens. It's it's going to it's going to pan out. They're going to experiment. At this point, anybody who says they know who the closer is going to be is just, uh, as you say, Bulldog and Poppycock. There you go. <laughs> Um, and, and that's the thing, like you said, you got to win games to, to, to get saves. So they may even, they may only have one save opportunity a week if they're lucky. And if, if the game flow doesn't come that way, it's just not there. Just don't even, don't even no, bother but I with do, it. I do think that guys like Pavin Smith and Van Meter, uh, these guys are going to get playing time. So if you have a chance to pick them up and Dalton Varsho, Varsho yes. as a catcher, he was Andy's number one sleeper uh, pick, and what has he got? About uh, got a five, six home runs in the catcher spot. So he's going to get playing time as well, and that's what you look for now. You don't look. I'm surprised that they kept uh, David Peralta. I'm shocked they couldn't get anything for yeah. Peralta. All right. All right. Let's move into the Central. The the Chicago Cubs set Wrigley Field on fire. They're basically. Without a team now, they 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 let Kimbrel go, Baez, Rizzo, Bryant, and sneaky Trevor Williams. I know you guys are both Mets fans, so I'm curious what you think about Mr. Trevor Williams. But my question is, and Lenny, I'll start with you on this one because I know this Thank is one you. of your guys. Who, Trevor Williams? Yes, he no, is. No, 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 not not Trevor Williams. My 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 big question is, David Bote, is this the time? We've been waiting years. Is this the time? Uh, <laughs> Nico Horner's look, they got Nico Horner, they got Nick Madrigal, David Bote, and you say he's one of my guys. Uh, we had the most exciting night, uh, in years last night. It was a thrilling night. Me, I mean, it was like our honeymoon last night. Yep. Okay. I know where you're going. <laughs> and here's the reason. Okay. Now we go to the Arizona Fall League every year. And many times when we go, there are players I never heard of. And I don't even know who David Bote was. I'm looking at him, and I say, this guy reminds me of Derek Jeter. Not with the same tools, but he just knows how to play the game. You know, Jeter didn't make that miraculous gla uh, 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 grab against Oakland. Uh, you know, how did he get there? He just knew where he was supposed to be. Got the ball, threw it home, whatever he did. Uh, David Bote, I'm watching him. As soon as an outfielder bobbles the ball for a split second, he's on second base. He backed up. He was terrific. I called him my number one Arizona Fall League player that I didn't know. And sure enough, he made the team. I was excited. Three years ago, Sebi Savala. <laughs> there's a picture on my Facebook page about Sebi Savala uh, signing Andrea's uh, 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 
minion. doll. You know, minion. Yeah, this minion doll. She loved them. Nobody still today. Nobody ever heard of him until last <laughs> night. Okay, so it was you know, and also I had Tyler Stevenson. So when you pick that player that you never heard of and nobody even heard of, and that player responds by becoming a major league player, that's a, that's a tremendous feeling right there. Yep. My my guy was Scott Kingery, but that didn't work out so well for me. So hopefully mm -hmm. Bote works out better for you. Well, still, yeah, Warner and Madrigal are going to be ahead of him. So uh, I think his best asset is uh, as a utility player, and he'll be a pretty good one. Cool. Andy, you see this guy, Rafael Ortega? He's been around yeah. forever. But yeah. the, the last two days, uh, eight for 13, four home runs, eight RBI, seven runs, and a stolen base in two days. So He's saying Chris, Chris Bryant who? <laughs> yeah, wa wa waivers and fab runs tonight. Uh, are, we're just not going to have anything to do no. with this because he's going to somebody's going to overpay for that, right? Yeah. Let, let someone else pay. Yeah, can't chase the stats. So, <laughs> what what do you guys think is going to be the end result with the closer situation in Chicago? Oh, uh, that's a good one. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, this kid uh, Hewer H E U E R. Take a look at his. Ground ball rate, it's very, very high, okay? He's a big-time ground ball pitcher. Uh, otherwise, I'm just guessing again. I think if Rowan Witt comes off the 60-day, I don't think he will. But uh, I really do believe that this kid, Hewer, H-E-U-E-R, never seen him play. But I take a look at his ground ball percentage. He could be a candidate to close. He actually came over with Madrigal on the trade, right? right. Okay, yep. yeah. Yeah. So he he, he was Rex a brothers is there too, but uh, you know I I'm not sure if that's where they're gonna go. Uh, I hear you. All right, uh, the, the Reds didn't do much. Any any there, there's really no fantasy impact on on the Reds with this week. They did, they they traded for Luis Sessa. Well, the big impact and, 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 there. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tris. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry. Michael Givens. I was just about to say that. Yeah. I know you were going to say him, so you know. But I think he struck out the side <laughs> on eleven pitches, and uh, you know, uh, people downplay these players who who even played for the Baltimore Orioles even for a day and a half. Uh, but Michael Givens could emerge as the closer there. Now I will take. Uh, all right, Jeff, you're going to. Uh, don't yell at me. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to stand on the soapbox. I believe. I was the only fantasy baseball analyst who talked about Heath Hembry. The only one who talked. I can't. I, he was a number one draft pick by the Giants at a Rice University as a closer. Now, when I said that on Sirius Radio, Andrea laughed and said, yeah, that was 12 years ago. Okay? <laughs> and maybe it was not quite 12, but maybe 8 to 10. And he's emerged. That's another player. I am so. You know what? This season, I may not win a league, uh, but I, w between Heath Hembry and David Bote and all these, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled <laughs> with what I've done this year. Sometimes that's all it takes is that little win like that. That's it. All right, a Andy. I know. I know you're on the uh, Harrison Bader bandwagon, but the the St. Louis Cardinals. They 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 basically suck this year, and. They picked up J.A. Happ and John Lester at the at the the deadline. What is that? 
we don't, we don't need to talk. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Our Cardinals did nothing to impact your team. If you were looking to add Lester and Hap, your your season's already over. Yeah, time um, for football. Bader, you know, you know, you know, Bader's my guy, and he's he's actually starting to excel. That whole outfield, like they kind of predicted, with good defense, Carlson, Tyler O'Neill's showing some power and some defense. So it's exciting, but those arms are horrible. Yep. All right. All right. Let's talk about the Pirates because they did a, a a little bit. They. Uh, it seems like everything we talk about has something to do with a new closer. <laughs> That's true. So, but they so, get this kid, David Bednar, who throws very hard. Mm -hmm. I've been told that he'll get a shot to be the closer. No idea if he could do it, but that's the big news there. And they get, uh, don't forget, Bryce Wilson's going to get a shot in the rotation. Uh, Mitch Keller will be there, too. Uh, so, look, you got some players there. Brian Reynolds, so many teams, I was told, uh, went for Brian Reynolds, and they couldn't get him. But uh, he's going to be a player as well. So the Pirates, even though you take a look at them, and they got uh, uh, K. Brian Hayes and uh, and the Castro kid who can only hit home runs. He can't hit singles, all right? Got, what did he have? First five hits were home runs. Uh, so, all right, so the Pirates are the Pirates, and they'll be spoilers. There you go. All right, let's move to the National League East. That's our division. I'm a Phillies fan, Lenny. Uh, it's been painful. <laughs> Cut. Kyle Gibson showed up today, though. He, he went in, pitched into the eighth, only gave up two runs. So he looked pretty good. Uh, problem is he's not Max Scherzer, and uh, Ian Kennedy is Ian Kennedy. That whole bullpen has been a disaster since Brad Lidge retired. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of it. Now they're moving Ranger Suarez. I gave him out as a sleeper pick two, three weeks ago. <laughs> Everybody, I, I look like a genius. Before he had his first save, I gave that out. I said, pick this guy up for a dollar. People listened to me, went and did it. And now he's back in the starting rotation, and they're probably only going to let him pitch four innings a game. Uh, I don't know. I, I just want to blow it all up, man. Get, get rid of the Phillies. I'm done with it. Freddie Galvis oh. is a nice player. Oh, boy. I, I predicted the Phillies would play the Red Sox in the World Series, okay? Uh, when you have uh, – when you and Andrea was right. I thought the Phillies were going to um, uh, be sellers, not buyers, until I was – until Andrea pointed out, when you have uh, Bryce Harper at the contract that he has, you're not a seller. Add Zach Wheeler. Add JT Realmuto. Add the fact that Dombrowski is, what, in his mid-60s. He's not about to start rebuilding. I'm a little surprised they didn't go any deeper. Uh, the You mentioned Freddie Galvis. This could mean that Alec Bohm's names are numbered. All right? He's not hitting. He's not fielding. You know, People don't realize his, um, his fielding numbers are not good. Not good. He's not rated very high. Defensive run saved. So uh, if he doesn't start picking it up, I think Freddie Galvis will get a chance there. And, look, I, I kind of like what the Phillies have done a little bit, getting Ian Kennedy and getting uh, who they get to pitch. Uh, um, I think he pitched today. Who was that? Kyle uh, Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, Kyle Gibson. Who knows? You know, opening day, Kyle Gibson got rocked. Uh, you know, I checked a lot of fantasy leagues. I don't know of anybody who drafted Kyle Gibson. And all of a sudden, he's, he's a big pitcher. But uh, with Nola and uh, Wheeler, I thought the Phillies would be a little bit more aggressive, a little disappointed that they weren't. 
Yeah, the, the problem is they haven't had an impactful left-handed starting pitcher since Cliff that's, Lee. Yeah, so, that's right. I, I don't know why they keep doing this. It's, it's crazy. Well, Kurt Simmons was pretty good. And Matt Moore was supposed to be the guy this year, right? No, no. <laughs> Matt Moore was somebody we were picking up in round 35 as a flyer. Yeah. Yeah. I, he had a right. couple of good streaming games that you were able to use them and whatnot, but no, I, I, I'll be honest with you too. Spencer Howard leaving, goodbye. I had no mm -hmm. interest in this guy. I well, never, I never what, really he, liked him. He could be, he could be the closer uh, wherever he went because he's he was penciled in. The, uh, you know, reading a lot in the Philadelphia Inquirer how they felt that he was a uh, more of an end game pitcher. I thought mm -hmm. he was going to go to the Cubs for Craig Kimbrell. That was uh, another one of my bad predictions, but uh, that didn't happen. But he went anyway. And uh, look, let's see if the Phillies can put it together. It's a bad division. The Atlanta Braves have not been over 500 at all this year. All right. I mean, they may be now. I didn't see uh, yesterday's games. But um, so, look, let's see what happens. I think the Phillies have a chance, but every everything has to click. Yeah. So so you, you just mentioned uh, them trading for Kimbrell. So why could they not? This would have made so much sense. Trade Alec Bohm and Spencer Howard for Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell. Why can't we do that? You know, I, it makes so much sense. Chris Bryant grew up with with Bryce Harper. They're their best right. friends. Mm -hmm. He could have convinced him the same way he did with Real Muto to sign a long term deal. Move Dude, on. Let's Nicky, talk. Yeah, again, Nicky Madrigal was huge, though. I that that was yes. a better move. I like. Well, I, I yeah, I, I'm a big <laughs> Madrigal guy, and now he's going to have an opportunity to be. Uh, a leadoff hitter and actually run, you know, on Chicago with the White Sox, he was, he was, he was basically batting ninth when he was in the lineup and he never had the opportunity to run because the lineup's so stacked. So mm -hmm. I think, I think being in a rebuilding situation is going to be better for his fantasy value. All right. We got somebody in the chat here saying that the Mets are going to win the division by default, which is probably true, but let's talk about what they did. Other. You know, they, Andy mentioned they missed out on their first round pick earlier earlier this week. Then they picked up Javier Baez. Is that enough? And Andy, how is how is the uh, the defense and the lineup going to shake up with Javier Baez in there? Well, you don't have to really worry about the defense right now because Lindor is probably out for a couple more weeks at least. But uh, he is going to take over shortstop. My guess is they're going to put Baez at third base because McNeil's. Uh, the hottest hitter in the lineup right now at second base, and they're not going to mess with him. Uh, I feel, you know, the Degrom thing really hurts. You know, we, you know, we're we're getting Rich Hill, which is a stopgap and 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 the rotation. You know, Carrasco's got to come back healthy. Noah's got to come back healthy. But if Degrom's not back in September, we're not winning anything by default. Right. Yep, that's true. And look, if they would have had Zach Wheeler and uh, Chris Flexen and uh, who else, uh, all, the, all the Mets that are Stephen Matz, you know, those are a couple of guys the Mets could have used right now. But uh, I think... Rafael Montero. Yep, that's right. The rumor I heard was Jose Berrios to the Mets in exchange for Dwight Smith and uh, Ronnie Mauricio their minor league shortstop, you know, Ronnie Mauricio, uh, uh, mm -hmm. Andy. Uh, but look, they got, I don't know if they're going to keep Baez and keep uh, a Lindor. I think they will. They don't even need Ronnie Mauricio. 
All right. So I no, I would have thought don't. that they would have made that deal, and I think they're gonna they're gonna be second guessed, especially if the Grom doesn't come back. All right. Yeah, especially again burials for uh, a, a, an extra year too. That would have yep, definitely helped. That's right. Nope, nope. But they but they set her, settled for Trevor Williams. I like Trevor Williams. Pick him up if you're playing fantasy baseball. Now I had a beat writer on from wherever team Trevor Williams was on a couple of years ago, and he told me that he may not have the best stuff, but he knows how to pitch. And sometimes we forget about how important that is. This is a guy that just knows how to pitch, and uh, when he's playing for a team like the Mets in a good stadium, uh, I think he's going to be a lot better on the Mets than he was on the uh, whatever team he was on, the Cubs, Pirates, last couple of years. All right. Lenny, help me out with the Braves because they I've never seen a team in the matter of a week trade for four outfielders, and that's what they just did. Yep. Well, when you lose I'll, a Cuna, you got to get four outfielders to replace them, right? <laughs> it's pretty simple. And that's what they did. And I think they're going to go with, uh, look, you got Peterson. Don't forget about, you know, Peterson and Rosario come back. Those are the two lefties. You got Soler and Adam Duvall. Those are the two righties. I think it'll be a double platoon that way. Okay, the lefties and the righties. Oh, we lost Andy. Where'd you go, buddy? <laughs> Something I said. All right. Uh, you must have offended him. I don't know. I must have. All right, <laughs> All right Lenny, Lenny, let's keep it moving. What do you think about the Braves' uh, Richard Rodriguez acquisition? Oh, he's going to help. He's going to get some saves. He's not going to be the sole closer, but he's going to be included. Rodriguez, Will Smith, they got the Chris Martin. They haven't used Shane Green at all, but uh, uh, I think they will definitely use Rodriguez uh, in the right times. Uh, I think the Braves really helped themselves. I don't think we've seen the best of the Atlanta Braves season this year, and they're going to do it without Acuna, uh, and I think that's pretty good. Swanson's going crazy. Uh, Austin Riley's going crazy. It's a good team. Nice. All right, I'm going to skip the the Marlins because that's that's Andy's team, and I'm going to try to see if I could get him back on before we talk about them. But the Nationals, what do you think about their bullpen situation? They lost Brad Hand. They lost Daniel Hudson. Yeah. Kyle Finnegan came in today and got a win. Uh, yeah, well, saved yesterday. Closer. He's gotten two saves so far. Looks like he's the closer. Did you see the box score the other day between the Cubs and the Nationals? <laughs> I think they had 22 players that were traded from those two teams uh, missing from the box score. So, yeah, look, Washington, uh, look, they've given up. They've thrown in the white flag. Terrific. But Kyle Finnegan is going to be the closer. Nice. All right. Give me two seconds. I'm sending Andy a new link to get back in. Let me just tell Andy. Andy! <laughs> She's not listening. Come, come on, man. <laughs> All right. Um, the Marlins. Let's do it. Jesus Lazardo in. Starlin Marte out. Yep. Okay. Lazardo was having a terrible season. He's not living up to expectations. Do you think he turns it around in in Miami? No, no, he's going to be in the bullpen. They're going to they're going to you know, they're going to bring him back slowly. They're going to put him in the bullpen. Don't expect much uh, there. Uh, the trades that they made, I'm this could help me win Tout Wars. 
Uh, right now, I'm in third place in Town Wars. You know, it's an NL only. Two weeks ago, I picked up Lewis Brinson, and I picked up Magnaria Sierra, one mm -hmm. of the fastest players in, in Major League Baseball, anticipating that they would trade Duvall and Marte. They did. I have these guys in my Tout Wars lineup. If I win Tout Wars, it's going to be because of that. Nice. Very nice. Okay. I thought that the reason that I was going to win my division in TGFBI was because I picked the right closer, but I don't know if I got it right yet. Yimi Garcia is now in Houston. I picked up Anthony Bender. Is this going to be the guy? Looks like it. Looks like he's. It looks like he'll be the guy. Uh, it looks very much like it. But you know what? No guarantee. But he has. Um, he's looked pretty good. I saw him pitch in two games. I like what I saw. I would take him any day of the week. Nice. I was a little discouraged after I picked him up last week. The next day, he showed up as their opener. I'm like, this is the opposite of what I wanted. Well, but and I think we'll he came it. in the fourth inning uh, the other day. So uh, we'll see. He got he got a win in that game though. Okay, he did. He pitched two innings and got a win. All right, let's talk. Let's go over to the American League where we talked about the National League too long. The American League, the Red Sox are the, are the, well, no, they're not anymore. Tampa Bay has taken over over with the best record at this point. They added Hansel Robles. I don't think he's going to interfere with Matt Barnes. Is having a good year to you? Oh, Barnes and Antavino have been sensational. They both have an ERA, uh, last time I looked, under two. They've been striking out batters. He'll just be a great addition. Uh, I was a little dis – I thought for sure that they were going to get Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. I thought for sure that they were going to get a first baseman. You know, Dahlbeck's okay. He'll, oh, there you go, and he's back. All right? Yep. But he's not the first baseman that they want there. A little surprised that, he, that they didn't get a first baseman. All right. So how do you think that the outfield is going to shape up with Schwarber, Renfro, Duran, and Verdugo? Who knows? Certainly Verdugo and Duran look like they're players. Uh, Renfro's having a good... You forgot Franchi Cordero. I, Franchi I forgot Cordero. about him a long time ago. Franchi Cordero, the most talked about player for the last five years who hasn't done a thing. All right? And he emerged when Craig, Craig Mish and I had a beat writer on, and we our final question to him was, is there one player that fantasy owners should know about? This was five years ago, and he said Franchi Cordero, and we've been talking about him ever since, and he hasn't, uh, hasn't done a thing. So. Yeah, I, I overdrafted him this year, and I've cut him. And I, I'm in 17 leagues this year, Lenny. I think I had him on 10 of them, yeah, cutting sorry. everyone, cutting everyone. <laughs> Andy, you back with us? Yeah, it looks like my computer crashed. I'm on my phone now. Whoa. Oh, wonderful. Okay. All right, we're moving on to the Yankees. Uh, they picked up Andrew Haney. Do we care? Yeah. I think that's a good pickup. I think Haney's going to be a better pitcher than he showed. You know, the Angels, uh, just to talk about the end a little quickly, they have three pitchers, three of the top pitchers in the month of July. But that's, that's another story. Uh, the interesting thing about the Yankees, I do predict in the offseason they're going to trade Aaron Judge. And wow. it's not because Judge is not a good player. They just got to shake things up unless they win the division. They, look, the Red Sox got rid of Mookie Betts and, and became a better team. It's about the chemistry. Uh, but the big thing for the Yankees, I, I wanted to see Joey Gallo refuse to shave his beard. 
<laughs> I want, in today's day, how could you tell players that they got to shave? Right? I think that's pretty interesting. If somebody would stand up and say, sorry, uh, uh, Mr. Steinbrenner Jr., I'm not shaving, what would they do? Nothing. Yep. Andy, so with, with them bringing in Rizzo and Gallo, do you think that Luke Voigt is done? Well, I actually just heard uh, Cashman on the radio today saying that he couldn't sit there and wait for Voigt, who's going on uh, assignment this week, to get the rust off and get back and be into a pennant race. So they had to make the move now, get the guy who's going to be very impactful. Uh, Rizzo's already making a difference on that team, and he's going to be a clubhouse leader. And uh, I think that's the route they're going to do. I mean, obviously he led the league in homers last year, but he's just going to be a situational bat off the bench at this point. All right. Andy, we've always been really frustrated with the Tampa Bay Rays and how they use their pitchers. Some reason they traded their closer when they have the best record in the American League. So Diego Castillo is gone. I, I told everybody to pick up Andrew Kittredge. It looks like he's going to have the job, but he came in in like the sixth inning the next game. I, I don't even know. Yeah, you Nick have any Anderson's take on it? Coming back. Nick Anderson may wind up being the closer. Yeah, I'm very invested in Anderson in a couple of dynasty leagues. Andy, you are too. Yep. Uh, and Fairbanks may interfere with that as well. Right. So we're not we're not really recommending to anybody to pick Kittredge up with with a big dollar amount this week, right? Just let they're, it go. They had like twelve guys with saves last year. I would just stay away. They're just about winning games. They don't have a set role for guys. Right. All right. The Blue Jays are the talk of the town right now. They're they're they just got back to their home stadium. They shored up their bullpen. Uh, they picked up the big stud you were talking about before in Jose Barrios. Obviously, he pitched a gem today. I think he went into the seventh inning, didn't give up a run. Uh, does does Mr. Romano have to look over his shoulder at his closer's job with Brad Hand and Joaquin Soria in town? I think he's got to bend over and look between his legs. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be the closer. Brad Hand, the veteran, that's what they got him for. He'll be the closer there, in my opinion, without a doubt. Right. I agree with that. All right. Nobody cares about the Orioles. Just keep moving. Uh, the Chicago White Sox, we talked about. They they added Kimbrell. Do you th how do you think that that's going to play out? They also picked up Ryan Tapera, who got MVP votes last year, or MVP <laughs> vote. But how is that going to work out with Hendricks and Kimbrell? Hot hand situation? It's uh, it's by it's by need who is ever you know look they're both bona fide closers so it's up to Larusa to make a decision who he thinks is ready that day and that's what it is but they're trying to win this is not fantasy baseball they're not trying to just to get saves they're trying to win uh, Andrea coined the phrase uh, about six years ago calling the pitcher who comes into the game with the game on the line in the seventh inning, eighth inning, she called that pitcher the effector, somebody to come in and affect the game. That could be Kimbrell. That could be Hendricks. It's about winning. Perfect. And both of them are signed next year, too. Oh, wow. Well, Kimbrell, I believe, is uh, still has a, a team option or an option there. So they're nice. going to both of them next year. All right, Andy, I'm going to ask you the next question. Moving on to the Cleveland Indians. Why is Owen Miller playing second base and not 
your guy, Andres Jimenez? Uh, visa visa issues. Oh, is it? Yeah, I heard Jimenez was uh, supposed to be coming over, but he had some uh, issues with his visa. Uh, he'll be back soon enough. Uh, the the best thing about the Indians, uh, obviously, besides uh, Lenny's boy, Ahmed Rosario. Oh, thank uh, you. Thank you. It <laughs> uh, be the only show I wasn't going to bring it up. Uh. No, I had to bring it up on every show because I heard it on Sunday nights all the time. So uh, I think that uh, Miles Straw getting an opportunity to play every single day in a field where there's no one out in outfield, I, I feel that he's going to actually have a big impact in the second half. Nice. All right. The, obviously, the Detroit Tigers didn't do much, but hey, Eric Haas, right? Wow. Oh. 18 home runs already. How about that? Didn't see that coming. I'll tell you, I was surprised that they didn't trade Jonathan Scope. Uh, also surprised that they couldn't get rid of Matthew Boyd. Uh, so those are the two surprises. I thought the, and the Tigers are doing a great job of building a team with those three young pitchers. Mize and Scooble and Manning. Uh, but I'm a little surprised they didn't trade Scope. That's about the only thing I can tell you about the Tigers. Nice. All right. So the Royals held on to Whit Merrifield, which was a little bit of a surprise, but they did move Jorge Solar and Danny Duffy. Uh, Duffy's injured right now, but he went over to the Dodgers. Andy, your boy Daniel Lynch looking pretty good this week. Uh, he had a big start against Detroit. Eight innings, no runs allowed, five hits. Are you buying back into him yet? I know. I remember. I, mean, uh, I never sold out. I, right. He has good stuff. He just, you know, he had a really bad rocky start, and he worked on some of his mechanics, and he's coming back. And uh, I heard uh, Matheny say that he's he's locked in. He came back confident, like I'm supposed to be here. And he's a good young lefty. You can't give up on them. They they like to mature a little later. Uh, it's a little scary to have him in your lineup on the on the Kansas City Royals in a redraft situation. I'd rather reserve him <laughs> for a keeper league and keep it for next year, right? Yeah. Definitely. Andy, do you think we're going to see Bobby Witt or no? Because it doesn't look yes. like it now. Why? Why not? You keep saying yes. I keep not he's seeing coming. them. He's coming. He's he's doing really well in AAA. Have some good at bats. They're going to give him some a cup of uh, some cup of uh, coffee or something. Trust me, he's coming up. What do you think, Lenny? Oh, I think for sure he's coming up. All right, he'll be up there, and uh, I think for Kansas City, uh, they're actually playing for next year. That's why they didn't trade Merrifield. They also got offers for Carlos Santana, who's got another year, and they kept Santana. The Red Sox were after him, but uh, they kept him, indicating to me that Kansas City thinks that they can build the team as quickly as next year. Nice. All right, so closing out that division, the Twins were, were a big dumper. They traded basically their whole bullpen. Uh, Alex Colome has a, a mutual option for only $5 million for next year with the team, so I think that they're going to give him an opportunity to close out games moving forward to see if he's worth that $5 million going into next year or if they have to make another move on that. Do you agree with that? I do. I do. I also agree. Do you think Byron Buxton's going to get a uh, most valuable player uh, vote? <laughs> Lenny, 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 let me just tell you Somebody something. Somebody does. I don't Lenny, know this, why. This, this Byron Buxton character is my, is to me like Cam Maven is to you. That's my <laughs> guy. Really? Yeah, I love him. Everyone makes fun of me about well, it. Well, but wait a second. Cameron Maven has won me leagues. Has Byron Buxton won you a league? Absolutely not, but you know we still have some some, some time for that. <laughs> Cameron yeah, what, Maben won me a league. 
uh, the, the late, great Steve Moyer was on my show. He had Cameron Mabin. I wanted him because uh, I knew at the draft he was hurt. Uh, so I got Cameron Mabin. I also gave him Javier Baez uh, in that deal, uh, who was yet to be called up. Uh, Cameron Mabin did nothing for me. But Javier Baez uh, hit terribly. Moyer lost the point. The pitcher I gave him lost the point. I beat Steve Moyer by one point. Thank you, Cameron Maven. Mm -hmm. that, that is the craziest story of how a player helped you to win a yes. championship he I've ever me. heard I in my life. Him, so, yeah, I gave up Baez. People thought I was crazy, right? But uh, he hit like 160, uh, causing Steve Moyer to lose a point. And the pitcher, I forget, uh, switched leagues. He didn't do well. That's how Cameron Maven helped me. But I interviewed Cameron Maven on Sirius Radio a couple of years ago. And I got to tell you, it was supposed to be a 10-minute interview. It went 30 minutes, not because of me. He was fantastic. And then when I met him in spring training, he gives me a hug. And he, <laughs> he thanked me for the – I mean, what a great guy. Awesome. I, we, we, I, we, actually, we actually have a, a spot in this every week where I usually bring up a retro guy. And I actually have Cam Maven set up today because he was – I had him on my team in 2011 when he had 40 stolen bases. I got him for like a dollar, and he helped me – <laughs> um, helped me get into the money. He didn't help me win the league, but he uh, had 264, 82, stolen, 82 yep. uh, run scored. He had a great, great time. That's right. Nice, nice. All right, so the Astros confused me a little bit. They did shore up their bullpen, adding Kendall Graveman, Yimi Garcia, and the aforementioned Rafael Montero. They moved, moved on from Miles Straw and Toro. Do you guys think that Chaz McCormick is the winner for fantasy on the Astros after the deadline? He's going to get the playing time. But the thing that I've learned is that Kendall Graveman is such a big clubhouse guy that he's yeah. the one who's going to – I remember when Tampa signed Troy Percival and Cliff Floyd in their final years of their career, and people said, what are they doing? Uh, well, it made Tampa a playoff team because of the way they conducted themselves in the clubhouse. I'm hearing that about Kendall Graveman. I didn't know that at all, so that's interesting. Right, and, and what I heard, too, uh, to, to build on that point, was that the, the Mariners themselves, the players, they were one of the players, oh. they started breaking things in, in the, in the uh, clubhouse. Yeah. Because they were, they were pissed. There were... Nine, ten games over five hundred. They were expected to be a poor team. I actually predicted them to make the playoffs this year. So did Andrew. And, uh, yep. All right, good for you. I, man. I was feeling good about that. That was that was one of the reasons why I said that Kellenic and Gilbert would be up because they would make for the best lineup that they have. Because I thought that the the pitching was just enough to be good. Hasn't really happened the way I expected it to, but it did. And um, the words that the players were using was betrayal. That's what they said. They felt that they were betrayed. By ownership, right? Well, if it, it wasn't Jared Kelnick that was breaking stuff in the clubhouse because he obviously has contact issues. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do you guys in Seattle? They did pick up Castillo, and that was supposed to be their justification for Graveman leaving. Do you think that he's going to take over as the closer, or is Paul Seawald going to continue in the role? He's been very good. Oh, Seawald has pitched great, and Castillo didn't look so good the other day. So that job is not so, you know, people grabbing Castillo. Uh, I'm not too sure if that's how it's going to go. 
All right, Andy, we play in a lot of dynasty leagues. Do you think Abraham Toro becomes the long-term third baseman when Kyle Seager moves on to greener pastures? I think so. He has a, a solid bat. I think he's going to be – he's not going to be something special, but I think he's going to be a solid average major leaguer, and he's going to fit nicely in that lineup. He's been uh, – he had four home runs in a, four games in a row uh, last week, so he's, he's doing well. And Seattle's going to be an interesting team in the offseason. With Fraley and Kyle Lewis, who I saw in the Arizona Fall League, I wow, he was another guy that I fell in love with. And uh, Haggerty's another guy uh, to go along with Hanniger and Kalenic and uh, all these guys. They're going to be pretty active in the offseason. They didn't want to trade Hanniger now because that would have been another betrayal to their team. So they kept them. But in the offseason, it'll be a different story. All right. Andy, what do you think about Starlin Marte over in Oakland? He actually has a $12 million club option, so he'll probably be back with the team again next year. That's why they were able, willing to give up Lizardo. <laughs> Big impact I, player, right? Yeah, I, he's de his option is definitely going to get picked up. I, and when I first heard the trade, I didn't hear that he had a player option. I thought that was a huge uh, get for the, the Marlins for a two-month rental, but it justifies it a little bit more with the, the option for next year. Um, right. Lenny, I'm going to ask you a quick question. So, and this happened before the Acuna injury. So Andy and I, Andy and I partner in a, in a, a dynasty team. And it's one of those where you keep your whole team forever. Okay. Uh, 50 man roster. And somebody just, somebody just offered us a trade and we're in the middle of the pack right now. We're probably going to finish in the money, but I don't think we have the, the goods to win. And somebody offered us Meadows, Starlin Marte, and who's the third player, Andy? Uh, I don't even Toronto. know. Oh, Wander Franco. Yeah. yeah for for Acuna, our right? Acuna. Yeah, I knew that was coming up. And I yep. would do it. You got three quality players there. As yep. good as Acuna is, and I knew that. Uh, that was the that's, I get so many questions about that. But look, uh, if it puts you in the money this year... Absolutely. I love Austin Meadows. Very underrated player. I would do that, too. Nice. All right. We got two more teams to finish up with. The Texas Rangers. They got rid of basically everybody. Um, <laughs> Lenny mentioned that they might possibly use Spencer Howard as a closer. What do you think about this guy, Josh Saborza? Yeah, whatever. Just, I, I think about him the same way you pronounce his name. <laughs> I have no clue. Yep. I'll give you a dark horse on the Rangers, and it won't work out for this year, but maybe in the future. Demarcus Evans, if you watch this guy pitch, it's okay. witchcraft. I don't know how the ball does that. I don't think he knows where it's going, but it does Pretty some good. crazy stuff, and, and he's got some potential down the road. I, 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 I'm going to keep my eye on him. All right, and then the last team to wrap up the entire Major League Baseball is the Angels. Haney out, Reed Detmers in. What do we think about Reed Detmers? I'm not going to talk because you guys know how I feel about that. Well, I think uh, you guys know more about him than I do. I've never seen him pitch. Well, Jeff needs to talk about him then because that's his guy. All right. You know, you made a good point saying that he's not been stretched out, so he's not going to really help you down the stretch. That, that, that's the thing. He, he's got a lot of Clayton Kershaw in him. He's got the big curveball. He doesn't throw hard, sits mid-90s. Uh, you know, very limited career because he was drafted coming into last year. 
Uh, Louisville, he only pit. They only played three games before the shutdown, and then this year, I think he's gone 50, 60 innings. They've used him as a starter. There was rumors they were going to use him last year as a reliever down the stretch, but he has not even averaged five innings a game in the minor leagues, and they bring him up this fast. I, I don't know. He's on the mound right now. Actually, he's probably off the mound. The game started at 4 o'clock. He's definitely not in there. It's probably the sixth <laughs> inning now. But the first inning, he looked sharp. He looked really good. I don't know I don't know for redraft, but if you have a keeper league, he's somebody definitely worth looking at and picking up. Okay. As I mentioned, in the month of July, the Angels had three pitchers that were in the, uh, in the top ten of American League pitchers. So I was a little surprised they let go Haney. But uh, – the guy that I'm interested in, again, Arizona Fall League, we see Brandon Marsh, somebody who, quite frankly, I didn't know who he was till we got there, but everybody knew him. And the people I spoke to, the coaches, the scouts, even Jim Bowden told me he thinks Brandon Marsh is better than Joey Adele. So <clears throat> let's see how that pans out. Nice. All right, Andy, we went through the whole Major League Baseball, every team. You got anything intelligent you want to add to this conversation at the end before we get out of here? No, I, I, I said too much already. You know, it's just a pleasure to be here with Lenny. I'm glad he Thank came you. on to, you know, make me a smarter person today. Well, I can tell you that I went through the entire major league rosters this morning. I've done it again. I need another show for tonight to do it the third time. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll get some of them right. <laughs> there you go. Anything, Lenny, you got anything you want to add before we get out of here? Well, only to say thank you to both of you for uh, having me on. I, I love it. I lo this is what it's all about. People talk about how much money you win. People talk about all this stuff. Let me tell you, uh, coming on, having such a good time with you guys, uh, it's just fantastic. I'm the luckiest guy in town because I'm not doing it for the money. I get up at 4 o'clock every morning because I can't wait to start my day reading the newspapers. Nice. That's well, the fun. Well, Lenny, if you're waking up at 4 o'clock, it's 6 o'clock right now, so it's probably okay. past your bedtime. So. Hey, yes, it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jeff Trella at JTrella20. This is Trader Andy at AMAC22NJ. Legend Lenny, thank you so much for all you do. I appreciate you. Thank, thanks for the thank guidance, you. the leadership, and and uh, the little bits of wisdom today. All right? Thank you very much. Trevor, thank thanks for all you do for me. Th take us out of here, man. Thank you. Peace, guys. Well, I am